The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply, but get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling, but make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash SGP. Finally, we've just launched two new shows, our MLB Gambling Podcast and the SGPN's own Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed so you never miss an episode. Just search Sports Gambling Podcast Network on your podcast provider. What's up, guys? DGENs, Dan Titus here with the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And we realized we've been doing this all season, or at least ZB and Munaf have, and uh, we've never actually did this on a Tuesday. So you know what? Uh, switch it up, do something new, and we're going to be bringing you a Tuesday segment from here on out. So you got the trifecta. It's me, Dan Titus, Munaf, Money Machine Sports Nerd, as well as ZB, the Swiss Bank. So... What's up, fellas? Coming off a great night last night. We got six games on tap for today. But uh, what were your thoughts from last night? Any any big takeaways? Uh, yeah, I mean, great night last night for, you know, Zach and myself on the pod. Hopefully, you know, our listeners for, uh, you know, they hopefully they listen to all of our picks and our locks. You know, we hit the Wizards last night fairly, um, you know, and then Zach, I think, uh, had, what, Pistons plus the four and a half. They won straight up. Huge. And then I had the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Uh, team total Pelicans team total. And then our big play was John Morant uh, player prop. So that all came to uh, fruition last night. You know, it's, it's one uh, it's one night, but uh, hopefully we can continue that here for the rest of the week. But yeah, well, it's short slate tonight, but you know, we can get into the depth of, of all these games here tonight. Yeah. And I'll say, I definitely think one thing just for everyone out there, the questionable tags are mounting up on all on the injury report every single day. I see both of you guys shaking your head. So it's going to be interesting. Obviously there's the health and safety protocols variable. And then there's just the fact that there's all these general, you know, load management, soreness, tightness on the injury report. So it's getting harder and harder to bet early, obviously with, with how many games are kind of up in the air. I know Munaf, we were talking about that wizards game. You locked in early. Yeah. Um, with the Westbrook questionable tag. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up going, but it was kind of unclear up until towards the evening, at least on the East Coast. So, you know, it's definitely getting tougher out there. I think when you're talking about earlier in the day, I think you want to look at the games with the cleaner injury report and then maybe wait until live, you know, in the game. I think that can be a good way to kind of mitigate the effect of the injury reports. And you obviously know who's on the floor, but yeah, yeah definitely just, I mean, I think yesterday, I posted a tweet in the Slack channel. There are 27 questionable tags on the injury report. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Just <laughs> so, crazy. So that's what, yeah, great, you got to just a great manage point, that. Though, like the, the pivot that you're discussing, I mean, the live bet would be the, the move, right? Because if you get this in super early, I mean, we do have some pretty notable names that are already out. Like John Wall has been ruled out for the season. Yeah. No surprise yeah. there. But Gary Trent Jr. is going to be out today. Demonis Sabonis was already ruled out before that, as well as Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker. 
So at least, you know, we got some bigger names, at least that out of the way, but there's still going to be some clarity that we're going to need, you know, closer to game time. So with that, let's uh, take a quick break here from our sponsor and we'll get into the action. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, and you'll receive a special offer for up to $500 in risk-free sports bets. Terms and conditions apply, but get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. All right, so for the first game, speaking of injury, so just brought it up, Tatum's out, Kemba Walker's out. We have yet to see when Time Lord's coming back. But the OKC Thunder traveled to Boston to take on the Celtics. Currently laying, the Thunder are currently laying 10 and a half point dogs. Um, let me see if this got updated recently with the news. What, what, do you, what numbers are you guys seeing? I see an 11 and a half. 11 and a half, so it's already moving up. Okay. Yeah. With a game total of 215. Um, do you guys like the Thunder here? Lou Dort is is questionable, which I think is a big impact for the Thunder in terms of his usage rate. That guy's been balling out when he's been active, but they've been playing it pretty conservative with him. I think it's on the back end of a back-to-back. They didn't mm-hmm. want to see him play on the front end, so I think there's a good chance he goes tonight, but who knows? And I think he's going to impact that 11 and a half. Yeah, I mean, we take a look at last night's game between the um... – the Sixers and the uh, Thunder. The Thunder had 30 turnovers in that game last night. So I don't, you know, I think if they do a better job of protecting the basketball here tonight, Sixers did have 35 points off of those turnovers. Um, and I think this is a big number for the Boston Celtics. I mean, this team has kind of been inconsistent. They they rattled off a couple wins in a row there, and then you know they lost to Chicago, and then they had the brutal loss against the uh, Charlotte Hornets. But Charlotte was you know just shooting lights out in that game. But um, I think if Dort does play tonight, um, I do like Thunder here plus the eleven and a half. I don't think they'll have you know thirty turnovers again here tonight. So um, especially when you're missing a guy like Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker, two of your five starters. Now you're kind of going deeper into that bench. Um, and, and, you know, Thunder are a frisky team. You know, they have some players on this team. I think Moses Brown and Darius Baisley should have some success inside or finishing around the rim here tonight because of the lack of interior presence that the Boston Celtics have. Yeah, and I'll say on this game, I, th- I think it's probably Thunder pass for me as well. Like you said, Munaf, I, I have a hard time with this Thunder team just because they seem so set on falling all the way down the standings as far as they can. I think they've lost, what, now 14, 15 straight and obviously mm-hmm. getting blown out a lot. But, you know, like you mentioned, you know, that this Celtics team also is not really appetizing as an 11-point favorite with, you know, all these guys on the pine. So I did want to take a look at potentially what Jalen Brown's player prop situation is for tonight because he'll obviously be the alpha in the Celtics lineup. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Um, yeah, I've seen his uh, points lines at 26 and a half, I believe. And then uh, yeah. I was actually looking at his points and rebounds looking pretty good at 32 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think that could definitely be worth, I mean, he'll have the ball in his hands a lot, obviously mm-hmm. Marcus smart as well. So um, that would probably be the more the angle. If I wanted to get at Boston, I think, yeah. Okay. So your pass probably on the side. Totally agree. And the thunder. Yeah. I'm probably leaning towards the under in this game, just given the significance of Tatum and, and Kemba Walker being out. You mentioned Moses Brown. He's been 
really good against, I guess, smaller uh, big men or the front courts that don't really have a presence. He's really dominated. So I think that that would certainly fit the Boston Celtics with their trotting out, you know, Tristan Thompson and, and Mo Wagner. But I would be, uh, is Tony Bradley ruled out? Because I think that's another way that that's another person that would impact Moses Brown's potential output. Um, if he is, I, th- I thought I saw him being out, but that could have been. For yeah, he, I don't think he played last night, correct? Okay. He's, yeah, I he, did not, him, he definitely did not play last night. Yeah, he's currently game time decision. Okay, so that I think if he if he's out again, yeah, fire up Moses Brown. I think he, he'd be a sure lock to get his rebound total. Um, yeah, I, I would bang the over on that one. Yeah, just uh, last thing uh, for Jalen Brown, like you mentioned, uh, six games without Jason Tatum this season. He's averaging 29 points per game uh, in those six games. So I think we're right on it with uh, with the Jalen Brown prop here tonight. Yes, sir. And then the next game, we got the Milwaukee Bucks going up against the Charlotte Hornets. And we have the Charlotte Hornets currently nine point dogs that seems a bit hefty they're traveling again a little bit up north uh to face charlotte i I like where charlotte's at here i'm gonna take charlotte plus nine yeah you take a look this these two teams got together on april 9th uh and charlotte did get that victory by eight points 127 119 flew over the total um you know like you mentioned I, i think that if uh the charlotte hornets are going to win this game. They're going to have to knock down some shots like they did against uh, Boston on Sunday. And I think they fully are capable of doing that, right? PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, these guys are playing well. You know, you have your dynamic guard in Terry Rozier and the depth around them with the Martin twins. Um, you know, Milwaukee right now, I think, you know, they're, they're, they're playing well, but, you know, there's times where we kind of see that they maybe play down to competition um, so, you know, this might be another flat spot for them, uh, f- for the Milwaukee Bucks. So I agree with you, uh, Dana, I'll, I'll take the, uh, Charlotte plus the nine here at home. What do you guys think about this total? I think it seems a little bit low. I think both these teams have been able to score at will recently. Charlotte, obviously coming off a nice offensive performance against Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess you look deeper in their schedule, their recent games have not been as high paced Bucks obviously do bring that to the table. So I kind of lean to this over at two twenty four. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, um, you know, just taking a look at my numbers, what I made this at, it was right around 225 and a half. So, okay. you know, you're kind of getting a point of value, almost two points there. So if you do like the over, I would probably lock it in. I would probably see this number going up. But, you know, like yes. you say, we know what Milwaukee is capable of, um, you know, as far as offensive side of the basketball, right? They have the shooters, you know, when you have Giannis and Middleton and Drew Holiday and then guys that can knock on three point shot. Um, and then the question is, 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 is Charlotte going to be able to, you know, I guess, contribute to that, uh, to that, to that total. And I, I think they're fully capable of doing that with the shooters and, and, and the dynamic players that they have. Yeah. Part of me is like, uh, do I want to mess with this over, um, two twenty four? I think it's a good spot for it, but I'll probably fade it just for a player prop. I'm feeling a, it's, it's a player prop type of day for me. I'm going to go oh, yeah. Terry Rozier over 22 and a half points. I could easily see him getting north of 24, uh, just given the the current landscape and, you know, them not having too many bodies other than PJ Washington and Miles Bridges really contributing on the offensive side of the ball. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that he's going to be in a good spot to get buckets here. Yeah, I'll, yeah be, I'll be curious to see who Drew Holiday ends up guarding between Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier, because I think the other one of those – 
is very, like you said, liable to go off. I, it'll probably be Devontae Graham because he plays that point guard mm-hmm. position, handles the ball more. So I think it could be a good night for Rozier to get a lot of those opportunities as a two guard, maybe matching up against DiVincenzo and some of the other weaker defenders on the Bucks perimeter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point I think- because I, I played, um, when I when I did a player prop the other day, I played Bogdan Bogdanovich in my action article <laughs> under 28 and a half points, rebounds, and assists and got absolutely cooked because I thought with Trey Young off the floor, the last time the the Hawks and Bucks played, Trey Young shot awful against Drew Holiday, like three for yeah. 17 or something like yeah. that. Bogdan did not have the same fate as a point guard. That dude, <laughs> that man just went off. So I'm hoping that maybe he's still got that same energy and Terry Rozier will, will, will kind of take on some of the similar heat that he had. Uh, against Drew Holiday. Yeah, I just want to quickly mention, I, I kind of do like uh, Giannis rebounding prop here tonight. Um, you know, I, I don't think that um, the Charlotte Hornets really have that true center position. You know, we've talked about this, you know, Zach, on our pods that Charlotte in the offseason are going to have to address that interior uh, presence for, for this team. So I'm currently seeing Giannis at 11 and a half uh, rebounding prop. I, I kind of do like that to go over here tonight. What you mean, Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo isn't a isn't a long time solution at the center <laughs> position? For them. You gotta admit, like as as much as like Lamelo Ball is so fun to watch play, you got you feel like he's got to be salty having to look at Cody Zeller's bum ass like every day. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're my center. Like I, you can't do any better than this. Yeah, definitely something that they'll have to address in the off season because you know Lamelo Ball is a guy that can get to the basket at will, and you know you just got to throw up a lob and just have somebody go up and catch. And I mean, you know that's that's easy assist for a guy like Lamelo Ball. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I also wanted to a point like, is Miles Bridges? He could play the four. Could PJ Washington sometimes play the five? Like they've already experimented with that, and mm-hmm. that's such a more dynamic lineup than getting. I mean, it's nice to have Cody in there to kind of bang around and also set screens, but at the same time, mm-hmm. Bismack that he's like he has the worst, probably one of the worst hands in the league next to Rudy yeah. Gobert. <laughs> um, so yeah, next game we got. Actually, let's take a quick break here from our sponsor, and then we'll get back into the next slate of games. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you've come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com SGP now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. So getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com SGP and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving the home. Complete an online visit today to connect with your doctor and take care of it. So lastly, just go to GetRoman.com SGP and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash SGP. Get started now and save $15 on your first month of treatment. All right. And the Portland Trailblazers travel to Indianapolis to take on the Pacers, the de- depleted Pacers. The Portland Trailblazers just can't buy a victory. I, I keep on picking them like, oh, it's three and a half, three and a half. Like, it's the perfect spot. They're going to win. They're at least going to cover and it's nothing, nothing of the sort over the last five games. So is this the time where the Blazers finally right the ship, get in the wind column and start to move back up in the standings? If the 
if if Portland is going to start winning some games because they're starting to free fall in the standings here a little bit, um, I mean, what they've lost what five straight now, um, you know they have they have Memphis on deck, Brooklyn, and then Boston, Atlanta. So somewhere in there, they're going to have to find a, uh, find a victory, and I think that's going to have to start tonight against the Pacers. I, I think the key tonight for Portland Trailblazers is going to be the uh, success that Nurkic should have inside against this lack of uh, interior defense for the Indiana Pacers, because again, they're without Sabonis that we already know, but he's not much of a defensive factor inside. And then Miles Turner, a guy that likes to kind of hang around the three point line and doesn't really rebound well. So I'm kind of looking for the, you know, trailblazers to get to the basket here tonight um, and, and finish around the win with either CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard, Norman Powell. And then I think Nurkic should have a big game here tonight. So let's possibly take a look at some of his points and rebounds um, um, props here tonight. I did love the over in this game. I know it is a big number. It opened so up high. at yeah, 239 and a half, but it's up to, I think I'm seeing numbers come across at 242. Yeah. And I think we'll see a lot of pace in this game. You know, we talked about with Indiana, they like to get up and down the floor. They're they're on misses or makes. They're getting that ball out and, and they're getting down the basket. So we'll, we'll see a lot of points in this game. I did lock up the first half over at 122. Uh, currently seeing it up to 122 and a half, 123. Yeah, the, the total is rising. My play for this game in my prep for the podcast is going to be Pacers team total over. Um, it's at 118 and a half right now. I mean, yeah, like you said, we're off really high total in this game. So that kind of makes me want to go to the player prop section. Um, I do like Malcolm Brogdon in this game over 37 and a half points, rebounds and assists. Dan, I see we might have some agreement here. He's been playing Absolutely. really well and he's kind yeah. of the fulcrum of this new Pacers you know, now that they lost both their bigs, they've kind of adjusted on the fly. They've been super aggressive, flying up and down the court, a little bit of a smaller team, probably not going to stop anybody, but they can really get going offensively. And in transition, Malcolm Brogdon has been an assist guy. He's going to grab and go off the glass. And, you know, Portland is struggling to guard on the perimeter. I mean, they're struggling to guard in general, obviously, with, you know, they're looking a little bit old, I have to say. I mean, I, I it's kind of seems like an, this era is kind of winding down in Portland. So I think in this game, I will target Malcolm Brogdon on that points, rebounds, and assists prop. I do kind of like the Pacers here. I mean, they've won three straight, um, six and four in their last 10, and they are right in the thick of things in the back half of that Eastern Conference playoff picture. I was a little bit surprised to see the Blazers laying such a big number on the road. Um, not a huge number, but five points. I mean, there's obviously potential with this high total um, for the Pacers really to get out there and score. So I would lean to the Pacers plus the five, and I'll definitely take Malcolm Brogdon um, – on that points, rebounds, and assists, bro. It's a great call. Yeah, I, the play of Malcolm Brogdon right now without Sabonis has just been he's he's gone to their focal point of their offense now. Yeah, it, it's it's clear that in in this game total, you know, give me the point guard that's going to have all the opportunity and 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 playing in all facets of the game. So, is there any other props, uh, Munaf? You mentioned mm-hmm. Nurkic. Do you like his rebound line? That like I think it's at what eleven. 10 or 11 11 and a half. Uh, I mean, yeah, you take a look at, first of all, Indiana Pacers, like we mentioned, the lack of presence inside for this team. Uh, We take a look here over the last two weeks for the Indiana Pacers. They're giving up uh, astonishing 25 rebounds (laughs) to the center (laughs) position and then 11.8 to that powered forward position over their last two weeks. And, you know, Nurkic, I believe, 
he's had uh, 16 or more rebounds over the last two games. So, you know, we knew that he was coming back from injury and that they were kind of monitoring his minutes, but I've, I've, I've taken a look at his log here. He's played about 27 to 29 minutes, um, you know, per game over the last three games, currently seeing it at 11 and a half. So I do like that Nurkish to go over, uh, uh, over on his rebounding props tonight. And that number is now up to 242 and a half for this game. So it's, it's continuing to rise. What do yeah, you guys think? Make- Go ahead, Dan. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think you, you targeted the right the right stat for Nurkic because the Pacers have been the worst rebounding team in the mm-hmm. NBA over the last five games. It probably goes over. I was going to see if it goes to the last 10. Um, let's see. It should be in that range of like 5, 10 for, for the Pacers because they haven't oh, had yeah, they're, Turner. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're still, yeah, 10, they're still the worst by, by yeah. far. So, yeah, and obviously yeah, I starting. think Nurkic the one's going to cook. Yeah, starting Brissett and Jakar Sampson together in the front court, not a lot of size, um, but they have that versatility on the perimeter. What do you guys make of Dame Willard in this spot? Because he's his, uh, I'm seeing his points, rebounds, and assists prop down to 38 and a half. Does kind of feel like a potential buy low point. I mean, he's not been playing well recently in his last 10 games, only averaging 23 points, 37% from the field, 33% from three. I don't know if he's hurt or if he's tired, but his numbers haven't been there. The usage has been there, right? He got up, I think, 28 shots in that last game mm-hmm. against Memphis. They just weren't falling. So at 38 and a half on this points, rebounds, and assists, potentially a buy low point on Dame. Um, he obviously will need to be the one to put this team on his back if they want to make a little playoff push here. So what do you guys think of his recent play and kind of what he could do tonight? Yeah, uh, quickly, uh yeah, like you mentioned, over his last five games, over this five-game you know losing streak, he's gotten up 27, 22, 23, 23 points. Uh, sorry, um, shots per game. Like you mentioned, they're just not falling for him right yeah. now. And also, three-point shooting is in the same thing. But I think you're right, uh, Zach, that this might be a buy-low point for um, Damian Lillard because I think that if if the Blazers are going to kind of snap out of this losing streak, it's going to have to be on the back of Damian Lillard and he's going to have to put up the points for this team to win. So if you're seeing a 25 and a half, 26 and a half, or like you mentioned, a 38 and a half on his points, rebounds and assists, I think tonight is a prime spot, especially with the high total. Yeah. We're expecting to see points. So I think this is a good buy low point for Damian Lillard to have a great game here tonight. Statistically. Yeah. Part of me is leaning towards his points total uh, right now. sitting at 27 and a half. I mean, Dame's definitely a good guy to go for 30 any any given moment. If you're taking 28 shots, like, you got to get out of your rut at some point, especially Mm -hmm. when you're facing a five-game losing – a six-game losing streak and your playoffs, you're just just sneaking down the the standings here. So I think this is going to be a Damian Lillard breakout type of scenario. Um, I do think he is hampered by his hamstring still. Uh, He doesn't seem like he's all the way there. Just in watching their games, it doesn't seem like he's attacking the rim as much. He's been settling for that jumper a lot. So I think in this this setting, you know, with the point total being so high, it could be a track meet. Hopefully Dame's the one that's going to be keeping the the Blazers in this game along with CJ McCollum. So I wouldn't be surprised if he also had a a very good game as well. But uh, yeah, the combo market, you know, that's sitting at what, uh, 37 and a half. So... Yeah. That's certainly in in the realm of possibility. He goes off for thirty easily, gets four rebounds, and and probably some assists along with that. So, yeah, I think last guy you might want to keep an eye on for tonight might be Norman Powell when he was with Toronto. Um, 
they played Indiana twice and he dropped a 24 piece and a 20 piece against them. Uh, four of 12 from three point land. He shot about close to 40%, but uh, you know, another guy that kind of needs to step up for this team to, you know, snap out of this, uh, this little losing streak that they have going here. Feel that. All right. And the next game, we got the Brooklyn nets going up against the Toronto Raptors, Toronto Raptors coming off of victory partially because Kevin Love just doesn't give a shit about basketball <laughs> anymore. <laughs> like what was let's talk about that for a moment. Like I think was he pissed at the ref or was he just frustrated at this the fact that he's still on Cleveland? He's getting paid 30 million a year. Like the dude has no no worries in the world right now. But at this point it's just laughable his just lack of enthusiasm and just just saying fuck it pretty much, right? Yeah. I, I mean I think that one number one, like like you mentioned, that he's making thirty million dollars a year. So you should like you know just collect the paycheck and just you know kind of ride out your contract. But I think another thing is is that if he did want to get traded from there or from Cleveland, it, that's a pretty hard contract to trade, especially with the what a salary cap that would hit for another team. So, but I did see the yeah I saw the clip last night and he's just like you know just fuck this I'm I'm just I'm just done. <laughs> I don't know if he was out of frustration with with um with the ref or, or the team but man i thought it was really funny to see yeah i mean it was kind of i felt bad because that, that was darius garland i was there watching right where he was about to inbound the ball to him and and they end up getting a wide open three i mean i feel bad because they actually do have some kind of promising young talent development there and then kevin love throws that tantrum he's supposed to be the veteran you know in the locker room kind of easing that along so i do kind of feel for you know, guys like Garland and Okoro and Sexton that are actually having kind of a nice season. Um, but yeah, that was just, that was tough. I mean, he's, yeah, it, nothing really else to say, but I did have the Cavs plus 11 and a half and that contributed to uh, that not hitting. So they were kind of hanging around. So I was disappointed to see that on, on Twitter when they ended up losing by 16 and that three would have put me back within one possession. <laughs> no, but I think it's a great point. Um, especially given where Kevin Love is in his career, like to throw a temper tantrum as you described it is like spot on. And Darius Garland's been playing really well uh, yeah. with Colin Sexton still out in the concussion protocol, I believe. Um, and, and Okoro has just been a really good defense. I mean, we, as he came out of Auburn, I think we all knew that he was going to be a defensive specialist, but I think he's also shown some growth as he's getting more time on the floor. But yeah, it's clear I don't, I don't know. He's going to figure out some way Kevin Love's going to end up in LA just seems inevitable at this point, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is helping his can his cases or, or, or not, but he's going to get there one way or another. The LeBron effect will, will happen. Um, but back to the game. So we got the nets, Kevin Durant dropped 33 points off the bench. Casually. And, uh, it's the second time he's done this now, like watching Kevin yeah. Durant <laughs> come off the bench and, I know he was kind of making people sweat a little bit because, you know, closer to game time, it was assumed that he was going to be starting. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden they dropped the, oh, he's coming off the bench. So you don't know whether he's getting 17 minutes or 28. We assume because it's under a minute's rest restriction, it's going to be somewhere in between that. But obviously yeah. you want to play with a starter um, or bet with the starters. And it seemed to not matter because he just came back and just does what he does. And yeah. um do you guys think he's going to be active tonight? I don't see him on the injury report right now. 
Yeah, I think this is a point where like Kevin Durant just needs to start playing basketball and just ramping it up for the for the um, for the NBA playoffs, right? Because we had discussed this when he came back from I think he was off for two months, and we were we were under the assumption that he was going to start the game, but he came off the bench. But he came off he he came off the bench in like midway through the second quarter. He didn't play yeah. that first 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 yeah. quarter. And I think same thing happened last game. Um, but again, it's Kevin Durant, you know, like you said, he just casually comes in and he dropped 28 to 30 points in a matter of 25 minutes. Um, as far as tonight, you know, um, did, this might be like a revenge spot for Brooklyn because Toronto has beaten Brooklyn already twice this season. I believe, um, it was earlier the season on February 5th, Toronto got the victory 123, 117. And then I think um they played not too long ago on april 21st where toronto got that victory also but i think kevin durant and james harden were out for that game so maybe a bit of a revenge spot here for brooklyn um i've been betting against brooklyn and it's coming to bite me back in the ass but i i'm gonna stay with um i'm gonna stay with brooklyn here tonight i kind of do like this over here tonight also um at 231 and a half um we know what Brooklyn is capable of on the offensive side. I think this is a game where Toronto kind of gets up for, um, you know, like they did against uh, the other night. We had talked about that. They were supposed to get up for the New York game, but they didn't. Uh, but I think they should have a better shooting night here to, with with all their guys with Siaka, Moji, Ananobi, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet. So I think this is going to be one of the more fun games to watch here tonight. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, my concern with this game is just the Raptors have been resting players recently, right? And this mm-hmm. is the second night of a back-to-back for them. So with with the line out at six and a half, I mean, you got to think that Vegas maybe knows, but um, I would definitely make sure to check out this 130 injury report because I could definitely see at least Lowry, uh, maybe some of the other guys resting on yeah. the second night of this back-to-back. If they do go, yeah, I kind of do like this over as well. Up. That Suns game, I mean, that that entire second half of the Suns game was just shot-making back and forth. Brooklyn not really playing any defense. But it's Morant. I mean, Brooklyn, with Joe Harris on the floor, with they basically get a wide-open shot every time. I mean, this mm-hmm. offense is just an absolute machine. So I think they, neither team really will stop each other here. And, and KD, yeah, I mean, it almost feels like they're kind of trolling, right? I mean, they, yeah. they just kind of do with whatever they want and they don't care what the, what the media and you know, what the basketball convention is going to say They're bringing Kevin Durant off the bench in the second quarter. Um, it's so it's, it's honestly kind of funny. You got his laugh and they continue to win games. And yeah, I mean, how great would it be for Brooklyn if they got the one seed? I think that's kind of the consideration for me tonight is that they got to keep going. Their schedule picks up a little bit. Yeah. They have a one game lead on Philly right now. And, if they were able to get the one seed, despite all the turbulence in this regular season, I mean, Philly would have to be absolutely kicking themselves um, to have to match up and play both Milwaukee and Brooklyn. So that one seed is very valuable in the East. So I, I think KD will play tonight and I, I would lean towards Brooklyn on the six and a half, uh, but definitely want to check his injury report out. Yeah, it's a great point because I was going to mention the same thing. I think this is where we see the Brooklyn Nets kind of try to pull away and, and secure that, that number one spot. Yeah, because right now, I mean, their their big three have only played seven games together, and it's not like Kevin Durant hasn't been healthy. So, yeah. at this point, he's got to get some time on the court. Kyrie's been shouldering the load for a majority of the last, you know, probably three weeks. So, uh, to your point, ZB, I think the injury report is going to be pretty critical here. There's no pop props even listed for the Toronto Raptors right now, so yeah. who knows who's really actually going to be playing? Um, given that. 
you know, if Fred Van Vliet is in there, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a good game. I don't, I don't see Kyle Lowry playing one of, one of Kyle Lowry, Siakam and, and Van Vliet is going to sit. Uh, I, I lean towards Siakam and, and Lowry uh, just given how much Pascal has been playing as of late, but yeah, I think this is a pretty good spot for Brooklyn minus six. I, I, I take them as a favorite here. I think they'll get their work done and, and, and continue to carry that, that first, first seed in the uh, Eastern conference. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Joe Harris as well. I think Joe Harris has been kind of the unsung hero. You said Kyrie's been shouldering the load, which he has, but Joe Harris has kind of just been a stud all year. He has gotten so much better every single year he's been in the league. He added the drive now. He can go, you know, pump fake, go by as a shooter. So he's just elite. The fact that they have Joe Harris and Landry Shamit spotting up around these dudes, it's just unguardable um, when everything's humming. So Big credit to him because he hasn't missed many games this year, and he's kind of been the constant, you know, not a star, but elite role player that can keep this roster super talented, even with, you know, one one or two of their big three always missing a game here or there. Yeah, these UVA players are really churning them out now, man. I, I, did, yeah. I didn't really expect Joe Harris to be as good of a player as he is yeah, now, no. but he's a knockdown shooter. He plays good defense too, which is, yes. which is, I think, the part that, has really been benefiting the, the Brooklyn Nets really well. They've been getting some good play out of Bruce Brown as well. But yeah, Landry Shamit too, his usage rate has skyrocketed and over the last few games, and he's really been delivering. Um, partially, uh, I'm a bit salty. We did, Sixers did draft him and let him go for uh, Tobias Harris. <laughs> last year, I was very salty about it. I feel good. I feel a little bit better about Tobias Harris now that he's, he's playing yeah. a lot better with Doc Rivers. I think that that was what he needed that to unlock him to be a, the dog that he is. But yeah, the Brooklyn Nets are a scary team, man. And, and if James Harding gets healthy by playoff time, watch out. This is what we've all been alluding to. It's, it's Nets, Nets and everybody else if they're really at full strength. But still some time to see that happen. Just quickly, last point on Joe Harris, like you guys mentioned, uh, two games against Toronto this season, four or five from uh, three in the April 21st game, and then back on February 5th, um, he was five of eight from three. So, And I'm currently seeing his three-point shots only at two and a half here tonight. So maybe something you guys want to consider for for betting purposes here tonight. I mean, I don't know why it's so low. Sign me up. Two and a <laughs> half. Let's go. It's a prop kind of day. Two and a half, yep. Joe Harris. Let's get it. It's game. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back, hear from our sponsor, and then uh, we'll get back into it for the final two games of the slate. I'm going to switch to the, the new Zoom, too. Okay. Better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGENs only care about, sports betting. We're giving out free daily video picks over at our Better Than Vegas profile page. Better Than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They get a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. So make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. The Sports Gambling Podcast is now on Riffer. Riffer is your home for many episodes and free picks from the SGPN crew. If you don't have time to listen to an entire episode, Riffer is the perfect quick fix. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash R-I-F-F-R. We're back to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Fresh off of covering yet again, going up against the Houston Rockets. This game opened up at Houston at, at plus one and a half. It's still showing it as Houston as one and a half point dogs. 
this is pretty much a pick them for me. I, I like the way Minnesota has been playing as of late. So I'm pretty much banking on the Timberwolves to surprise again and mess up their chance at tanking. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, this is two teams that are going to be battling for, for draft selection right now. Mm-hmm. So how are you guys betting this? See the over at two over under at two thirty four and a half. So it definitely could be a track meet. These teams don't really play defense. Trying to eye a Christian Wood mm-hmm. prop here, maybe Cat. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this one. Yeah, um, I'm was really surprised to see Minnesota take both games from Utah here. I think that Utah would have got one of these two, but um, you know, obviously without Donovan Mitchell, but. Um, you know, like you mentioned now, Minnesota's won three out of their last four, four out of their last um, six here. Rockets just full of tank mode. Like you said, had mentioned earlier, John Wall done with the, uh, done for the season with a hamstring strain. Um, and I think we do get court Kevin Porter Jr. back here tonight. So I think at least for the rest of the season, as far as Kevin Porter Jr. goes, I will probably just pounding his the over on his points props every single night for this rest of the season because I think now is the time for the Houston Rockets are going to want to see what Kevin Porter Jr. can do uh, for this team. And if he's going to be a part of, you know, the future of this team, I'm hoping it will because, because I think he has a lot of potential. It's just some of the things that he kind of needs to clean up off the court with. And he, like I've said, told, uh, talked about with Zach, you know, he has John Lucas on that coaching staff um, to really kind of, you know, mentor him. So I really like Kevin Porter Jr. Props here for tonight and rest of the season. And Dan, like you just mentioned, these two teams are not playing defense over their last 10 games, Minnesota, number 27 in defensive efficiency, Houston Rockets, number 29. So we may see a lot of points here again tonight. And I think you already hit the nail on the head. Keep your eye on for eye out for some Christian Wood props here tonight. Um, I would probably just take Minnesota on the points here tonight. Uh, Cause I, I think this Rockets team is just again, free falling. Um, but I, I also do like the over in this game here tonight because these two teams are really not playing any defense. Yeah, I would probably lean to Minnesota as well. Obviously, this this is probably one of the first games that we've seen now coming up to the end of the schedule where it's like both teams are arguably tanking, you know, one of those we have to try to really try to cap motivation. So I will probably go with Minnesota as well. They seem content to kind of try to win some games. I think they obviously, with Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Ricky Rubio, they have some bets on this roster that are not going to be content with just mailing it in. Mm-hmm. Houston, you know, throwing John Wall now to the bench, you know, what is he injured? Is he not? That is obviously not up for us to know, but you know, he's done for the year. You can kind of see what Houston's thinking. They do have now a two and a half game lead on the field for this number one overall uh, lottery odds, which obviously with this, both these teams owe out a protected pick, but Minnesota seems a little less concerned with it. So I will go with Minnesota uh, minus the two tonight. Um, you know, I hate to lay points on the road with the second worst team in the NBA. Yeah. But, but you know, desperate times call for desperate measures here with 10 games left in the season. So I will go with Minnesota here. You can't get behind this Rockets team right now. There's no yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally agree. I'm, I'm fading the Rockets on all costs. I mean, it's great. I, I think it's good, though, for Houston, as you said, Munaf, that. Mm-hmm. It, it's time to put John Wall on the bench and see what you got in, in KPG. <laughs> Yeah. Um, KPJ, yeah, and and then also, you know, Christian Wood. I'm seeing his. Uh, let's see what his points line is looking like. I uh, was seeing it at about twenty. I think it was twenty one, twenty two. Let me see. I don't uh, have anything Wood. listed on my book. Yeah, twenty one and a half. I'm seeing at BetMGM. Okay. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go over on that. It's at minus one thirty, so it's not not amazing odds. But I think that he's gonna be a focal point of the offense, especially now with John Wall off the court. Kevin Porter Jr. easily can rack up assists, and I think mm-hmm. he's shown that he's been a viable point guard. So I think that he's gonna make a case to get Christian Wood the rock. Munaf, what what are your thoughts on Kelly Olynyk? Do you think the Rocket Savior? Like, <laughs> he's sort of become that, right? Yeah, I mean, like. I wasn't a fan of Kelly Olynyk when he was with, you know, Boston and Miami and, and, you know, really ranted when, uh, when that Victor Oladipo trade went down that the centerpiece was Kelly Olynyk, but he's kind of come over to the Rockets and he's been playing pretty well. I mean, the Rockets have always kind of wanted to stretch for, uh, you know, they experimented with obviously the years that PJ, uh, PJ Tucker was here. You know, he was one of the Rockets, uh, favorite fan favorite here because of the hustle, that he had with this team um, quickly trying to pull up Kelly Olynyk's um, numbers here. I mean, you just take a look at what he's been able to do for this team. There's been games where he's dropped, you know, 25, 23, 24, you know, 20 plus games here in, um, you know, when he's been with the Rockets. So I think that if they're able to kind of retain him on an affordable contract, I think this is a good piece to have going to the future, whether it's going to be in a starting role or, that sixth or seventh guy off the bench because he can really stretch the floor with his three point shooting. Yeah. And if you do, if you do bring in a, another young guard onto this team, you can never have enough stretch bigs because that just opens up the floor for them to kind of get in and do what they want. So mm-hmm. if you do bring in like a Jalen Suggs or a Cade Cunningham in here, a guy like Kelly Olenek will only ease that transition with the opportunity to, you know, keep that floor really spread out. So I, I always love a stretch big and, you know, especially on a developing team where you want to get your guards better opportunities to, to grow. You guys talked about how, you know, Rockets obviously do have one of the worst records. Hopefully if they're able to get that number one pick in the lottery. I mean, the dream scenario of having Cade Cunningham and Kevin Porter Jr. as a foundation piece with Ke- uh, Christian Wood, it, it's something really exciting for Rockets fans. So I just kind of quickly wanted to mention that, um, that that would be a really solid foundation, especially with a coach like Steven Silas. It would have actually worked out pretty well if that if that actually ends up coming to fruition, man. I, I think yeah. that they've, they've been through a lot this season. So they're hopefully getting some good fortune coming their way by, by way of the lottery. Yep. So we got the nightcap, the Dallas Mavericks going up against the golden state warriors. We, this game opened up at uh, the golden state warriors lane one and a half. Now they're laying now they're favorites by two and a half. Uh, is this more of a signal that we could see some resting out of some Dallas players coming off a back-to-back or um, what are are you guys thinking here? I think that um, number one, the concern might be the Luke elbow injury. I know that all day yesterday, he was kind of questionable, but got upgraded to probable as that last um, report came out. But I think we need to keep an eye on what, um, sorry, KP is playing tonight or not, you know, last night he was ruled out with the ankle uh, again on a back-to-back situation, but I don't know why Dallas would be resting players right now because they are in the, in that race in the Western conference, you know, it's kind of tightening up there from, for, for the bottom, especially with, you know, Portland, I need to get a win, you know, golden state, you know, I, it looks like that they do want to make the playoffs on the back of Steph Curry. Um, but I, I do like, if KP is able to go tonight and Luke are both playing, I think I like the spot for the Dallas Mavericks um, coming off a really bad loss yesterday. I mean, we kind of, I was watching the beginning of that game and they only had about three points, six minutes into that game. And like we mentioned before, 
betting live has a lot of opportunities because you know that scoring was going to pick up eventually. So I was able to nab up a two fifteen and a half on a total. And then, you know, the second quarter, I think they dropped like 60 something points in the second half. They were scoring also. So there's opportunities like we've mentioned to get in on a life betting, but going back to tonight, I, I do like Dallas in this spot because with the depth that the Golden State Warriors are missing with Baysmore, Lee and, and, uh, um, Eric Pascal, I, I think that's going to be a little too much um, for Golden State Warriors to handle this Dallas team. And I think Dallas should have a better shooting night tonight than they did yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say Dallas, I felt for them. I mean, I don't feel bad for them, but they were getting a lot of good looks in that fourth quarter last night. They just were not falling. You know, yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr., I felt for him, he was, I think, three of 13 from three, but like a few in and outs. Um, stuff like that. So I, I do see uh, KP has the doubtful tag on him for tonight. So he's obviously, you know, I guess just going through maintenance with that injury, like you said, because if Golden State wins this game, this start stuff starts to really tighten up because um, yeah. you obviously get that full game effect in the standings, um, you know, if, if Golden State can beat Dallas, who they're chasing. So, with you know, this is definitely an interesting number at five. Um I feel like if Luca was out as well, you'd see even a bigger number than this. So maybe it's kind of just a middle point um, with Luca and that elbow injury. I, I expect Luca to go. Like you said, he's been an Ironman. So I would probably lean to Dallas plus the five. I mean, I, I think they're a slightly better team, um, but definitely a lot of uh, stuff to work out on the injury report uh, going forward tonight. Yeah. And I see Kelly Oubre, his props aren't even available. So I don't know if he's uh, going to come in questionable, but he looks like he's fine. Um, but yeah, there's going to definitely be, I mean, I'm not surprised that they're taking the conservative approach to Chris Porzingis, mainly because of, I mean, this dude just can't stay healthy and they're going to need him certainly in the playoffs. So even though the Dallas Mavericks are in the dogfight right now with the Portland trailblazers for that six seed, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see Porzingis for, for the rest of the week and probably into next week as this season wears down just to make sure he's close to hundred percent as he can get once it, once it really, really matters. So yeah, I, I tend to, I don't know. I'm taking the warriors here. I, I like the way that they've been playing. I think it's really going to be the strength of, of Steph Curry here. Once yet, yet again, I see his current player props. His scoring is at 33 and a half and three pointers at five and a half. Yep. Crazy. Um, assist total at five and a half as well at plus odds, which kind of has me intrigued a little bit. Uh, I think this game is also going to be a track meet with, even though Dallas doesn't play with a high pace, the, the Warriors tend to get other people to keep up with them. So, um, you know, coming off a loss like Dallas just had, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see Luca and Steph just battle it out here, um, and drop buckets to, to keep this game competitive. Yeah, these two teams got together in a, those back-to-back mini-series situations back on um, February 4th and the 6th, and both of those games flew over the total. 147-116, um, Golden State got the victory, and then the next night, Dallas won 134-132, and, um, you know, Steph Curry dropped 57 in that second game of the um, uh, second game of that back-to-back uh, -back mini-series. So, I don't think this is a train right now that we want to get in front of Steph Curry. So I think you want to probably continue taking his over on his, on his points props. Totally agree. Yeah. And at that 220, we're seeing at 224 and a half. Yeah. I'm going to go the over on this one, just based off of the recency, uh, yep. the last two meetings like that, that definitely is a strong signal that these guys just don't, 
<laughs> they're just going to be scoring. It's going to be a high scoring affair. So I'm, I'm all, yeah. all for it. All right. So we don't have much else for you today, but check the Slack channel. We'll be throwing in some additional player props. Make sure you check out our show tomorrow. We'll, we'll be going over all of the slates, uh, all the slate of games, as well as the rest of the week, giving you guys the, the best player props and betting insights you can find out there. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure you, you follow Manaf. And others that we have some other really good content going on. Our MLB channel is on and popping crazy. Just look at the record. I mean, Munaf, how are you guys doing right now? It's it's some somewhere crazy. I saw it on Tally's site. You guys are like four, four out of the tops at, in the in the whole industry right now, man. You guys are crushing it. Yeah, we're doing well. Um, you know, like I said, it's a daily day, day to day grind for uh, you know, on so especially humble. on Tally's side. Um, you know, I I don't <laughs> like it, tout, Munaf, tout it. <laughs> I don't like touting myself, but you know, I've always told you guys it's about it's about making money for our listeners and and and, and uh, killing the books. Uh, but did you guys want to give out some best bets before we wrap it up here today? Yeah, let's do that. I know, yeah, we're coming off an eight no night, but um, uh, hopefully we can, you know, scrap up something uh, for for tonight. Um, Zach, you want to kick it off? Yeah, I'm going to go with Malcolm Brogdon over 37 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. That is my best bet for tonight. In terms of a side, uh, uh, not a great night for sides. I would probably say, give me the Nets minus six and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, not as much for size for me, but I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take that first half over uh, for the uh, Indiana Pacers and the Tra- Portland Trailblazers. Like we mentioned, this should be an up and down game. Indiana likes playing at a high pace. That first half over right now, it's at 123. Um, so I would go ahead and lock that up as a best bet for tonight. First half over 123 in the Pacers and the Blazers game. Yeah, my lock for the night. I'm gonna go with Jalen Brown. Over 25 and a half points. I'm also going to take, I might take his points and rebounds at 32 and a half as well. I think he's going to go off tonight against the Thunder. Praying that he's actually, this isn't going to be a crazy blowout. So he actually plays and gets those minutes, but I think he's going to be the focal point of their offense with Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum on the bench. All right. We'll holler at you. Peace. Bye, bye, bye.